Hello and welcome to another episode of the Female Investors Project, the podcast that breaks down the complexities of investing and the market to help you feel more confident when investing. I am your host Genevieve and today we will be looking at the difference between technical and fundamental analysis. So yesterday I went shopping and bought a bunch of clothes and makeup and while I was there I was thinking of how I would value the companies that I was buying from and whether I would invest in them or not. And I realized that we haven't actually spoken about the difference between technical and fundamental analysis. These are both in-depth analysis of companies and their performance and they can be used as an indicator as to whether you should be investing in them or not. But they have quite significant differences across them and they are used for very different things, although you can use them both in conjunction to really get an understanding of what's happening and the big picture. So these two methods for valuing a company are called a fundamental analysis and a technical analysis. So a fundamental analysis is understanding the intrinsic value of a company And that's very similar to the things I've spoken about previously on this podcast in terms of its alignment with long-term investing and choosing a company based on whether it has future growth opportunities and just future value in itself. And this is compared to technical analysis, which is using information on the price and how the actual price of the stock has moved over time to narrow down on where the trend is going and how that stock is going to perform in the near future. So technical analysis is mostly used by short-term investors because they are monitoring the price over very small periods of time. It can be hours, it can be days. And seeing how the price is moving and choose to invest solely based on the movement in prices. So yeah, we're looking at very different kinds of analysis and we're going to break them down a little bit so that you can start to think about both these kind of analysis and how you want to incorporate them in your research for the companies you want to invest in. So starting off with fundamental analysis, As I was saying before, it is more catered towards a long-term investor or someone who really wants to understand whether a company is going to survive in the long term. Now, remembering that generally companies have an upward trend, but a company can still exist in the future and still halve in share price. And this can be based on a bunch of different things, but just remember that we want to see upward growth opportunities within a company and not just a company that is going to continue to exist because it is an essential service for example. So we're probably going to see companies like Telstra and Vodafone existing in the long term because everyone's going to be using phones for a long time but these companies also need to be continuously innovating and growing so that you know that the price of these companies is going to grow over time 
Because even though a company is going to stick around for a while, it doesn't mean that the growth is going to continue at the same rate or even at all. So this is a kind of thing that we start to do in our fundamental analysis. Look at these companies and determine whether they are going to keep growing or not. Fundamental analysis is looking at the intrinsic value of the company. So it's looking at things like their annual report. It's looking at, it's doing research within the industry and understanding are the products that they're offering competitive? Are they innovating? Are they reinvesting their money in the short term and in the long term? So there are so many things in fundamental analysis where you're looking at the day-to-day operations of the business and understanding whether they are enough to keep growing in the long term. But this isn't the only thing that you can do with fundamental analysis. With fundamental analysis, if you like the company and you believe that it's got good opportunities, you can then move into another phase of this analysis, which is called the quantitative analysis. And this is really digging into the numbers and seeing if the numbers back up what's happening within the operations of a company. So there's no point in investing in a super great innovative company if they're on the brink of bankruptcy and will not be able to continue their investments and therefore just be a waste of your money. Because sure, a company may be bought out in the future and become a really successful company, but if they become bankrupt and get bought out in the liquidation phase, you as an investor won't actually get the money from that sale which is not at all ideal. Remember that I'm sure you have this front of mind as a new investor, but the whole point of investing is to make money in the future. We know that that can happen through income that comes from things like dividends, but with stocks, we generally rely on future share price growth to be able to sell at a price that is much higher than what we buy at. So when we move into the quantitative analysis phase, we're looking at the balance sheet and the financial statements of the company. And then we're determining some of the metrics such as return on equity. We're deciding on what kind of growth we can expect the company to have. And we can start to build out a model as to how we think the company is going to be valued in the future. And one of these methods is a DCF or discounted cash flow methods. And there are lots of really easy templates that you can find on the internet that will be super helpful for you in the future to go and have a play around with and really understand the concepts behind discounted cash flow. What it is basically is you are taking the company and its current financials and then you're modeling their future financials to understand the value of the company in itself and how much you would be willing to spend now to get the future growth opportunity. The reason why we do quantitative modeling 
is to understand once you know that there's a company that you want to buy and you've done your fundamental analysis and you know that that is the right company for you, then you want to go and do this extra step of analysis if you want to put in the time to understand the kind of return that you expect from your investments. Because when we do invest our money, as we become more elaborate investors, we can kind of start to expect a return from our investments that isn't just whatever's happening in the market. So when we start to demand a return from our investments, then we need to be more careful with where we actually put our money because if we want a 10% return, we can't just be buying stocks that we like that will only give us a 5% return unless we're happy with a 5% return, right? So the whole point of a discounted cash flow is to come to a number that will determine how much we are going to be willing to pay for that stock and still get the return that we want. So that is the purpose of the fundamental analysis and then the following quantitative analysis. On the other hand, the technical analysis side of investing is more catered towards the short-term investors. And what's happening is that an investor is tracking the price of a stock, looking through previous stock charts. They can determine what's going to happen with the price in the future and then that determines whether they're going to be buying or selling. So technical analysis is looking at statistical trends, movements in the price and also looking at the volume of trades that are happening over the time that they're analyzing. So all of these technical analysis items give a short-term investor an idea of what's happening with the price in the short term. Now, I think that it's really interesting because there are lots of techniques like the simple moving average, support and resistance, and people who do technical analysis will also look at indicators in the stock price or in the kind of movements that are happening on the stock chart. But what's really interesting about this technical analysis is that you can do it even as a long-term investor to understand what's happening in the short term. Now, you all know that I am a true believer in dollar cost averaging and just buying stocks on a frequent basis because the stocks that I'm investing in and specifically ETFs, which is different to stocks because ETFs are lower risk. But I wouldn't be doing technical analysis on an ETF because the dollar cost averaging methodology just allows me to buy the ups and lows. But if you're looking to buy a stock for the long term and you've done your fundamental analysis and your quantitative analysis and you know what you would like to pay for that stock, you can also undertake this additional technical analysis and understand whether now is the right time to buy or whether you want to wait 5-10 days and buy at a slightly lower price because when you understand the fluctuations of stock prices in a technical analysis frame of mind, then you can actually start to time the market. Not that this is the best idea because you should know that sometimes prices don't go down. So sometimes it's best to buy now rather than try and time the market. And especially when you're investing in the long term, timing the market isn't the best thing because you're not guaranteed 
a drop in the price that you may want. However, if you can do this technical analysis on top of the fundamental analysis, you might be able to save 2 to 3%, which means that that's basically 2 to 3% growth that you've just locked in compared to something that you would have locked in with dollar cost averaging. So let's get into the actual technical analysis methods. So the simple moving average is taking an average of closing prices over a fixed period of time and then repeating this average over and over again as time goes by. So for example, as long-term investors, which I am, and I assume most of you are as beginners, that's a good place to start. With a long-term strategy, you would be looking at, say, 100 days, and you take the average price of the stock over a 100-day period. So yesterday, for example, the price was $10, the day before it was $9.99, that same daily average over 100 days. And then we keep repeating this day after day. So tomorrow we'll be taking 100 days from tomorrow back and so on and so forth. So basically what this is doing is shifting these periods one by one and then looking at how these, price, these average prices compare over time. When there's an upward trending simple moving average, then that means that the stock price is going up and that's a good sign. And on the other hand, if the simple moving average is going down, not so good and it might be the kind of thing that we want to sell or just not buy. Another kind of technical analysis is what we call charting. So something that I found really interesting was looking at candlestick charts, which basically gives you five points. It gives you the highest traded price. It gives you the lowest traded price, it gives you the opening price and it gives you the closing price and it gives you an indication of whether the price went up or down during the day. And the really interesting thing about candlestick charts is with all of these information points, you're able to have a visual understanding of what happened with the stock price over the day or you can have candles on an hourly basis or on a weekly basis so you can really pick and choose but what's really great about candlestick charting is that there are candlestick patterns which are generally used as indicators of what is going to happen to the price next so for example there is what is called a hammer and these are very difficult to explain over podcast without a visual so I'm just going to give you some names and then you can google them so there are bullish patterns that means that they're an indicator that the price may go up and remember that all of these patterns are an amalgamation of observations in the past but with all investing past performance isn't an indicator of future performance so these are more like statistical averages and statistical explanations of what will happen with the stock price in the future and this isn't guaranteed. So bullish or upwards trending patterns include the hammer, the inverse hammer or the bullish engulfing. So also gotta love finance, lots of words that don't mean anything until you have it in front of you 
but it's good to know what to Google in the first place. And even if these don't make sense, just Google simple candlestick chart patterns and you'll get an idea of what the most common ones are. And the whole point of doing this candlestick charting, as I was saying before, is looking at what has happened in the past over hundreds of thousands of stocks and looking at all of those charts and seeing what kind of are the most common patterns for candlesticks before the prices start to go up. And there's lots of technical analysis, lots of people do it and make money off of it. And it's just another tool to have handy in your investing toolbox so that you can continue to be a successful investor. So in conclusion, today we've talked about fundamental analysis, which is the analysis of a company, its operations, its financials, and how it may have potential for growth compared to technical analysis, which is looking at stock prices over a short to medium term period and understanding what the statistical evidence of growth from the stock prices are and how to make the most of that. I hope this was a useful introduction to the difference between technical and fundamental analysis. You will hear from me next week. Thanks for listening. Everything you heard today was general in nature and a reflection of my personal experience and opinions only. None of it is financial advice. I'm not a licensed financial advisor, so please contact one if you need to before making any big financial decisions. I'm all about making smart, well-thought-out decisions with your money, so do your own research before considering any stocks or products I may mention on the podcast. Oh, and don't forget any legal and tax implications that may arise from your investing adventures. I hope you had fun. See you next time.